Okay, hello and welcome everybody to the third episode of Ireland's Favourite Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the previous two iterations, um, although the quality both in terms of sound and probably in content varied greatly. This week, we're going to get a little bit consumerist here, you know, we're going to get a little bit right wing, you know, get a, a little bit down with the QVC shopping channel crew. It's all about brands. I've spoken this long without uh, giving any introductions. My name is, of course, Jonathan, and if I were a brand, I'd be Channel 4, a provocative, progressive, and creative station that embodies edgy appeal and celebrates all that's good about the alternative. And my co-host this week, if he could be equally compared to a TV station, I'd say he's uh, like TG Carr. He's niche, cultured, and in our hearts, he's a treasure, never to be forgotten. But ultimately, to most of us, He's talking absolute bollocks. This week, it's Patrick. Ew, Gurumila Magus. Uh, thank you very much. That was beautiful. How did you I like appreciate that? that. Yeah, no, I very much enjoyed that. TG Carr, yes, the, the well-known brand. <laughs> what? That is <laughs> a brand. brand. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled. I struggled for a brand. So I'm not going to no, lie. The intro is your forte, Patrick. You forced me into doing it this week. Let's be honest. <laughs> it is good to be back. Back on the airwaves with you, Jonathan. Yeah, brands, uh, consumer brands, best-selling brands in Ireland. Very exciting. Are you excited? Are you G'd up for this one? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited. I think love it, hate it. It is a part of everyday life. I think we all have favorite brands, you know, regardless of whether you're right, left, wing, you know, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever religion, race, creed, whatever. Everyone has favorite brands, in my opinion. Maybe people who live in remote parts of the world probably don't but um but we don't do. cater to them screw them no we're not no. we're not we're not pandering to those people yeah and yeah like i think the brands that are mentioned in this in in the top 10 list that we're running through today are not obscure they're everyday brands uh, obviously they're, they're, they're mm. the kind of the most popular brands in ireland so we'll have opinions on them and people that the listeners i'm sure will have their own hard baked deep-rooted opinions from childhood everyday shopping experience they'll see them see them on buses etc etc so yeah yeah it's exciting yeah. it also must be said i think at this moment as well that obviously due to the all pervasive nature of brands uh that we have maybe covered um, <laughs> one or two of them uh <laughs> previously so yeah paddle cove features it <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bring back Cuddle Cove. I think it should be a regular feature, actually, if I'm quite honest. Also, thank you to everybody who's listened to the previous uh, versions of, of the, the podcast so far and the feedback that we've gotten. I'd just like to throw out a special thank you to our listeners in Virginia, in the good old US of A, yes. who are always They've been there from the beginning. They have. They have. <laughs> the loyalist band. And also Brussels, our, our, our listeners, our, our listenership in Brussels, the capital of Belgium, of course. Uh, very much appreciate the, uh, I'll tell the support you meant, that you're getting. I, I, I thought you meant the vegetable, of course. Uh, <laughs> Brussels, the, the spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks to the vegetable people. And uh, also to, where, well, the UK, of course. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, we're, we're slowly... We're slowly um, spreading out across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Much like that. 
we're I, a lot like coronavirus in, in, in yes we're we're as popular as the coronavirus <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> but not in the i mean more in the public opinion sense and certainly not in the uh, number of people it's touched um, <laughs> we've been told about this anyway <laughs> sheesh okay but yeah thank you for for definitely giving us the time of your life <laughs> is i'm sure it was as good for you some, as it was yeah. for us some time from your life and you'll never get it back again <laughs> we stole it and we have it and we're gonna bring it back to ireland and we're gonna laugh about it oh yes but seriously, keep listening, keep sharing, and uh, do get in touch and, and follow us on, on Twitter, actually, if you, if you can. It is at Ireland's Favourite Pod. Still yet to tweet now, mind you, but uh, if you we'll follow us now, you're, you'll, you'll, get the, you'll be there for the first tweet, so it'll be memorable. Yes. And also thank you to the wonderful, wonderful partner of Patrick, Olivia, who continues to be a amazing... Sort of inspiration. Yeah. Yes. And... If it weren't for her, there would be far more shit in this podcast. <laughs> but before we begin, Paddy, almost forgot, what is the crack with the sponsor this week? And we wouldn't be able to keep doing this without our, our trusted love, <laughs> love sponsor. Very true. That's what, that's what pays the rent, keeps the lights on. Well, actually, funny enough, Jonathan, that, that you mentioned that, actually received, received the mysterious... Um, Package to Ireland's favorite HQ through the door this morning. Really? Yeah, to the yeah, yeah. To the to the lair. They got through. They passed the the, the guard dogs and, and the lake of fire. Uh, they got up to the door. Yeah, no, it was a. It's in a brown envelope. Um, okay. A CD. Yeah, it's a, a brown CD. envelope containing a CD, and it's simply marked "Play this." This is your sponsor segment, and it's, it's signed off with Leo Patra. Donahue let the dogs out. Okay. That's all we know. So stick it in the uh, the boombox there, Jonathan, would you? Slap it on. Okay. Uh, press play. This is a public service announcement. Wanted. Cool kids. This way. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Deregulate. We deregulate all owners of property, and we're damn good too. But you can't be any pleb off the street. Gotta be handy with PR, if you know what I mean, to lobby for REITs. Deregulators, sign up. We're the Blue Shirt Boys, and we're here to say a few bloody things about Fine Gael. It's the coolest crew from old school to new. We're like clocks and phones, known as QQs. We got expensive brogues and the illest ties. We got doobaries for all the girls and guys. We had the brother of the guy from Love Hate who get Mikey Noonan to bring you on a date. So if Mary Lou makes you kind of puke, Fina Gale Makara is the crew for you. Word to all my finicy galicies, boys and girls. And remember, fiscal is what Pascal likes. I haven't uh, rapped since college, Pascal. <laughs> uh, of course, I, I may or may not have actually uh, rapped while in college. It's so fucking funny, Leo. 
So as we mentioned, um, we are on to the top 10 brands in Ireland. And by that, we mean the top 10 selling brands as uh, compiled and produced by Checkout Magazine. I think they do the measurement with Nielsen. Uh, number 10 on the list and first up this week is... Whoa, 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 whoa. Top 10. Uh, really, Patrick? What are you saying? It's it's a bit boring and long. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think it could it could it could uh can end up going that way. Should we uh, chop ten to six and just go straight into the top top five? I like that thinking. I like it's bold. I like it. Let's do it. Throw it back to me. So number five, ladies and gentlemen, it is Brennan's bread. Of course. Now look, as um. As a subliner, I'm sure you uh, enjoy some Brennans. You enjoy some Brennans? I uh, no, it's 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 it wouldn't actually. Funnily enough, it's not. Uh, it's not the most common bread that we would buy. Mm. Although I do really like it, and I don't really know. I don't really have a reason for it not being the bread. What's the most common bread? <laughs> yeah, weird. Probably Johnson Mooney and O'Brien. To be honest that's, with you, well, that's fair enough. That's a very Distinctive yeah. choice, you know. I mean, that's well, you know, that's that's your. It's, it's, it's a cult classic, I'm afraid. You you might not have heard of them. No, they, You've hung your don't. hat and they're on that one. You know what I mean? There's no point in thinking about the other side. You know, you've settled on that. Stick with it. You know, uh, it's the king and it's the king and Tato. You know, ultimatum. You don't really, mm. you don't get to peer over the fence at Tato after you. You like uh, both. You can like you can. Mm, I don't know. No, no you can, you can like blur and oasis. I don't know. Okay. 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 Fair I think enough. It's, a, it's, a, it's a reflection of someone who has a well rounded character. I think he's yeah. able to uh, enjoy multiple oh, sliced pans. <laughs> Are you trying to say that I'm not <laughs> You dirty bastard. Oh, no. You and You're your. your <laughs> let, the, let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> a slice I, uh, of bread on each I'm of my shoulders. Sick of your aspersions. And your uh, slander. You know the slander laws in Ireland are very, very strict. You know I'll have you over a barrel. But anyway, Brennan's yeah, bread. Right. I I actually don't live too far away from where Brennan's bread is made, Paddy. Did you know that? Mm, okay. I didn't know. Uh, no, well, no, I don't know where mm. Brennan's bread is made. Brennan's bread is made. To be honest with you. It's made in Ballymount just off the Green Hills Road in Dublin 12. So it's still my postcode. And I've known people who worked there over the years. Now, I think the the the, um, the ad would often, you know, it's today's bread today. Now, there's been a lot of tropes about this thing, a lot of repeat kind of stuff about the the accent, about the whole Dublin aspect. It's kind of, you know, becoming a little bit surreal with it. I know uh, Dave McSavage has done something on it. I can't, there's been a couple others that have done it. So it is like, it's been, it's a well... Our, our our friend and colleague uh, Tony Cantwell, of course. Tony Cantwell, Tony Cantwell, very respected as well. Love Tony Cantwell. You know, some might think that we are then above that, then you know, or or whatever. But we're not. Uh, we're not. We're going to go over that ground again. Is what I'm trying to say. We are not above doing repeat material and pounding something right into the ground, milking it, milking it like Avonmore would milk. Cows and like vegetables. a band Kilkenny creamery. Do you milk vegetables to make soup? Is that what you do? Is that, is that the process? Hmm? I believe so, yes. 
Okay. <laughs> I believe it. I believe so. Um, okay. Well, look, what I want to say as well is that the, the, the characters that have worked there that I know, um, and I won't name names. Again, we've talked about how litigious Ireland is. So <laughs> those are the reasons why. But these people have been interesting characters, let's say. Some of these characters might be slightly shady characters, I would say, in certain instances. So it, it got me thinking about okay. the whole okay. wholesome kind of thing about you know, Brennan's bread, family thing, Brennan's bread today. And I was thinking maybe, maybe Brennan's bread should just kind of take a look at itself and be a bit more, you know, maybe, maybe actually represent the people who represent it, you know, who work for Brennan's bread and, and be a bit more representative of that in their marketing. You know, I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking I'm going in there, right. I'm going in, I'm speaking to their, I'm speaking to their ad team, speak to their marketing department, right. And I'm pitching. You're speaking to old Mr. Brennan himself. I'm speaking to old Mr. Brennan and the head of marketing, the director of marketing. OMB, as he's known. Absolutely. And old masturbator. And um, we basically, <laughs> I'm pitching ideas, right? I'm, I'm, spe- I'm, I'm pitching them out. I'm throwing them out. I want you, you're going to be whatever. You're going to be the room, right? And I'm going to tell you my ideas. Oh, okay. But I think it should be uh, the I, next. I, I, I'm OMB. You're all and B, and then we'll just throw in some oh, random, amazing. you know, Lorcan or something, head of marketing. Okay. Lorcan or Fanula, head of marketing is also there. He's sitting there. I kind of like to think we're more of a type of guy with like lots of uh, jewelry, lots of jewelry, right? Like, like Jimmy Savile. Of <laughs> <laughs> bread. I'm just going to say Mr. The T. Jimmy Savile of bread. I was going to say Mr. <laughs> T, but. Hmm. That's where you wanted to go with that, Patrick. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Anyway, look, we've become, we've digressed. We've digressed, yes, right? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> Absolutely, we have. Okay. So here, I'm going to pitch you a <clears throat> number okay, one, yeah, right? Pitch, pitch on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pitch, very simple, not going to give too much, just a description of what the scene is and then the slogan, then the tagline, right? Because again, today's bread, today, it's great. Needs needs to be a little bit more relevant, a little bit more updated. So here we go. Number one. Hutch and Kinahan of Gangland fame having a crisp sandwich together in the kitchen. Brennan's bread. Break bread with your enemies. Okay. Number one. Number two. Old Mr. Brennan rolling up a 20-euro note and doing a line of flour. Brennan's bread. The purest of Walkinstown white. (laughs) Okay. You might yeah, like sorry, that one. I'm like getting you mind, yeah, getting yeah. you like it's edgy. You might like that. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. finally, Dickie Rock of Dancehall Band fame is popping on some toast. Mm-hmm. Brennan's bread. Even Dickie loves a slice. Okay, okay. Very good. <laughs> Vanilla is very intrigued. Right. That's all I got. But don't call <laughs> us. We will we will call you. We'll very much call you. <laughs> okay. Don't have a pretty groundbreaking no, stuff there. That, that's groundbreaking. But, but still flogging this old Mr. Brennan topic. Mm. Of course, you probably aren't familiar, Jonathan, but that he has a very famous son, old Mr. Brennan. No, I'm not familiar. I take your, I take your silence to mean that you are not. <laughs> I am not aware. It's uh, Francis Brennan, the famous oh. hotelier Francis Brennan. He's actually camp man, a very camp lost. guy. Who, yes, the camp man. But um, they actually went into business famously there a few years ago. Did to they? Produce, um, yes. And did you know what the business was? A bread man and a hotel man come together. Uh-huh. Or a long lost parental, whatever relationship they ever had. Okay. 
the bread hotel. It's a hotel made of bread hotel. It's a hotel in which every room is themed like a different sandwich. Okay. What's that? You're asking for more information about the hotel? Um, yeah, so, What's the BLT I mean, room? it's your classic, you know. Well, the BLT room, the bread, I mean, sorry, the bed would yeah. have a duvet made of lettuce and the pillows would be just big slices of tomato. Um, <laughs> like giant that's, slices that's, of that's tomato. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the bacon? Slices of tomato. That's not a BLT. That's just a BT. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's the, huh. the, the, the bees in there somewhere. You're the bacon. It's a big room That's what you're to, supposed to say. You I, and your partner are the yeah, bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You are the bacon. You know what I'm saying. So that it, it 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 didn't go. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it was you know they 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 launched it during the recession, so it didn't really kick off. So it was a very, terrible idea. Yeah. Right place, wrong time. For uh, the Brennans, famous Brennans. I saw family. the staff on the bread line after that. Very good. That's a good example of your famous bread pan humor that we've come that, to love and love. <laughs> Stop. Oh. oh, I'm stopping. Okay. All right. So, so Brennans. look, Brennans mm. bread, uh, it is literally a staple. And it's a staple of my own. We are a Brennan's family, I must admit. Um, one of my favorite dishes, if you can call it that, uh, in the world is a super queen toast sausage sandwich on white Brennan's bread. No, not even uh, toasted. White Brennan's bread, butter. And um, yeah, super queen sausages. And that to me mm. is an absolutely fantastic experience. Um, so for that alone, I actually think it's probably be number one on this list. Now, what do you think? Ooh, maybe not number one. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, very. I have no qualms with Brennan's bread, and I, I shout out to their batch loaf. Is a particularly good batch, uh, thrilling experience when mm. uh, when when you have a slice of that bad boy. Okay, number five, Brennan's bread. Moving into the top four now, we're getting into the real. Business end of things here. We have juicy end. the juicy Lucy end of things. We have Lucas Aid. At what number? At number four. Lucas Aid. Yeah. Four. Interesting. So we all know Lucas Aid, of course. But did you know, Jonathan, that it was originally called Glucose Aid? No. It's quite amusing. Yeah, Glucose Aid, founded in 1927 by again by a pharmacist in Newcastle, William Walker Hunter. And yeah, similar story to other uh, like Seven Up and other fizzy mm-hmm. drinks. I suppose it was uh, kind of marketed as a an e- quote unquote energy drink for the sick. And uh, pharmacists used to give it to children when they were sell it to children when they were sick. And I have here it says what I was reading: hospital visitors would regularly arrive to the hospital with a bottle of Lucozade in hand. This and cures. Yeah. It, it caught me there, the kind of irony of the fact that a lot of these drinks started out as health drinks, in a word as commas, but are now recognized as being yeah. not health drinks, <laughs> um, which is <laughs> unhealthy, you could say. <laughs> yeah. But back to glucosade, old glucosade. I mean, there's def- they're marketing themselves as a sporty kind of drink, aren't they? And mm-hmm. glucosade sport is... Football, a, very, a popular variant. Of very associated with football, I would say as well. I don't know. Do you like Lucozade Sport? I do drink it. Yeah, I'm hungover. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, I don't like it. Partially the taste. I think it's disgustingly sweet. Um, but also 
I had a bad experience, or not personally, but I witnessed the bad a bad thing happened with Lucas Aid Sport while I was Okay. A bad um, thing happened. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. You have piqued my interest, Patrick. Please, please continue. Yeah, I, I, and uh, all names will be changed in this in this story to protect the, uh, the those who were mentioned. In no. the same way as Schlein Brubberdy was yeah. in that. Okay, <laughs> please make it exactly. in in that same way. Where did Schlime Schlubberdy touch you with the <laughs> Lucas Eight Sport bottle? Uh, yeah, in no, I was a kid. Sorry, <laughs> right, the, right in the glucks. Was, hence um, the name and hence the name it was born <laughs> alright so yeah Lucas Eight Sport I was a kid like I once was a child I was in a car going to a match in Wicklow somewhere down deep dirty south of Wicklow it was a long old journey and I was in the back seat there was another teammate of mine who was also a child at the time yeah anyway so he was drinking a bottle of Lucas Eight Sport glugging it down pre-match which at the time I wasn't accustomed to like Having things like a branded drink, I think it was, it was impressing me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This guy's drinking a LucasAid Sport. They're, they're expensive, you know what I mean? But anyway, it was a long trip down to Wicklow, Wicklow Town maybe. And essentially, he, he got sick on himself in from the LucasAid Sport. But not in a projectile vomiting kind of way. In, in a, a dribbly way. Dri- oh, you've nailed it, yeah. It was, I'm going to make some sound effects for our listeners around the world. It was like, <laughs> and it was just kind of like bubbling down his chin. He wasn't choking. Down his chest. No, he was spewing it, but he wasn't reacting to it. So I had to watch I mean, that. He wasn't reacting. He was describing a fit or something. I mean, no, no, he was just getting sick. His, uh, hmm. and so. not reacting to it. Just casually I, I think he was sick. trying. I think he was trying to not draw attention to the fact that he had just sicked up in someone else's car. Good lord! Kinda, hopefully, no one noticed. Yeah. Mm. So I don't like Lucas Eight Sport anyway. That's 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 incredible. I don't understand why he wouldn't have just asked for the car to pull over, or just naturally got sick because he felt sick. So that's what happens. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> if Olivia was listening to this now, she'd be like, "Oh my god." Like talk <laughs> indulgent. This is like eating fucking foie gras <laughs> uh, out of a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> a frog rocher. Eh? <laughs> it's disgusting, but give me more. <laughs> I'm rich, no, I must eat disgusting. They're in one of those mu- uh, vomitoriums, in the Roman vomitoriums. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, like your mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sculling Lucas Aid Sport whilst eating foie gras out of a What, Jonathan? Do you have any thoughts on the shape? <laughs> do you have any thoughts Sorry. on the sh- what? There was a moan there or something. Oh, or that something. was my dad. <laughs> He's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, uh, that's great that was so go off. Uh, um, you okay <laughs> I don't know that's him yawning okay god yeah. I thought he was injured <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's in the vomitorium <laughs> uh, okay so Jonathan do you have any thoughts on the general shape of the Lucasade bottle specifically I don't know how to phrase it the size of the the size of the hole, the girth, the mouth, the mouth hole. The girth. No, no, the, 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 I'm giving you a circular uh, yeah. shape with my the hand. circumference. Yeah, the the lip. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's way wide. 
It's wide. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's too wide. Anyway, I, that, that was just a personal gripe of mine. I always describe it as too wide. That you can't. It, it doesn't lend itself to being drank while walking. You need to stop because yeah. if you walk and drink, it's quite splishy. But anyway, long story short, yeah. that's that's not particularly interesting. Why I bring that up was because one time I text that into a Dublin radio station. That that boring anecdote about me not liking the shape of the Lucasaid lip ring mouth hole, whatever you call it, and they rang me back and asked me to uh, relay that story on uh, on the radio. It was quite clearly Jeremy and thing, was it? No, it was uh, it was Phantom FM. Phantom FM, much the much missed Phantom FM. They rang you back and asked you to repeat. And, and I, yeah, and it was pretty much as eloquent and as engaging as I described it there. And it didn't really get much of a reaction oh, from the presenters yeah. or from the listening public. <laughs> that producer was fired, I would say, shortly yeah, afterwards. So. And I was kind of like, you know, and when you're like walking, you can't drink it because it's too wide, and like you can't get your mouth around it. <laughs> And that blossomed. That was my love of being on the radio. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why Phantom went under. I think you know. you've gone from strength to strength at least. I feel. <laughs> yeah. So, but you don't feel that way anyway. But the, I can't the believe that. Uh, what? What? <laughs> I mean, I never really talk about that much. But just to hark back to that there, like that's even more reason why. I can't understand why uh, uh, someone would ring you and ask you to tell this <laughs> why you feel that way. Like, yeah, it's, it's a really bad anecdote. Yeah, hundred percent. I like wouldn't one have those... brought it up on this show had it not have been. It's famous for being a really bad anecdote. Like, if, if you, yeah, like right then to round off Lucas A. Jano. Deserve it? I mean, top four. I mean, is it deserve it of being that high? Do people love it that much? What do you think? I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. I think it has different segmented the market well enough in that uh, I think a lot of young people drink the sport version and I personally drink the the normal version and sometimes I'll do it because I don't, I think <laughs> maybe foolishly, but I think there's a lot of additives and weird shit in the other stuff like Red Bull that we've already discussed and all those other monster kind of things. So I enjoy it for, if I am looking for an energy kick, drink i will get that and that's number one like do you know what i mean so okay. in that sense i do rate it quite highly yeah and i think it does deserve its, its place yeah yeah i mean i i don't know i i'm i'm a bit on the fence with it it is everywhere you know and it's i guess people seem to love it. i don't probably don't love it as much as you seem to i actually like quite like the lucasade orange Oh God! Yes, Not, yeah, yes, yeah, I love that. That's, yeah, I love that's that. great. So the only thing about I, I, that is, Paddy, it goes flat extremely quickly. I think, yeah. in fact, I think it goes the flattest of any carbonated drink. That's true. Any. Yeah, you're right. You have but, literally a window of about two hours to drink that drink. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> you should drink it in two hours. But yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm, I'm willing to let this one. I'm willing to allow Lucasade. I mean, Lucasade is Lucasade. Let's give it number four. Okay, Patrick. Um, that was Lucasade. We've decided. Maybe it um, well has a place in my heart. Maybe not so much for you, but ultimately, the consumer decides, and they decided that it's the fourth. Yeah. Now we're on to the tour with their wallets. They do, they do. We're on to the tour. Um, it is uh, what is it? Let me have a look. Oh shit! <laughs> what is it? The next one is uh, it's Tato. 
Patrick. Okay. Okay. Listeners might remember that we had done Tato in a previous episode. Oh, well, Tato Park. And um, yeah, look, we we covered Tato already. It's not something we can do again for fear of litigation. Litigation, people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, we, we have to move on to number two. So Apologies. we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're just going to drift past that. So, Patrick, let's move on. <laughs> At this moment, actually, <laughs> what, what we could do it is a <laughs> dairy milk, you know, those dairy milk moments. Because it's number two, basically. That's why I mentioned dairy milk. Cadbury's dairy milk. Which, before I even begin to get into it, Paddy, I must admit, I love their ads. I love the Dairy Milk mm-hmm. ads. The little cute little... If you are, I mean, yeah. I can't speak for you, but when I am hungover, I have shed tears at some of those ads. <coughs> I'm not okay, which one? Any uh, anyone in particular? Uh, there was one in the local the sweet one? shop with the little girl. Uh, um, yeah, that's a good and, one. and then the one with the two boys and they're trying to paper oh, airplane yeah. over at old Mr. Grumpy's house. Yeah, that, yeah they're real. Tear jerkers. Oh man. Damn you rinse me. Cadbury. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so look, before we uh you know get into it, as they say, Paddy, um, let's get into the history very quickly, brief. So brief, brief history. So anyway, uh, obviously it's Cadbury's. It is Cadbury's, it's number two. It is dairy milk, milk specifically, and um, uh, well, Cadbury's was founded by a gentleman called John Cadbury. John Cadbury was born in 1801. I uh, was an old Quaker. Yeah. Ah, okay. Come yeah. on, come on, George. John, John, John. Good excuse John. me. Good old John <laughs> Cadbury. Yeah. So Cadbury itself founded in 1824, Birmingham, Warwickshire, England. Anyway. We don't get into Cadbury's. It can take it all us all day. We'll have to stick to what we what we were told by checkout.ie, which is it's Cadbury's dairy milk. Not Cadbury's Turkish. Not Cadbury's what's the other one? Golden Crisp. Which I love, by the way. Caramello's my favorite. Yeah, Caramello's the good one. Oh, I love Caramello. Man. Oh, Olivia doesn't like Caramellos. Loads of people don't like Caramellos. Loads of people don't well, like it. Actively don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's like a, it's a, yeah, an active like this, this taste, not just a mild kind of. Oh, I wouldn't choose it. Yeah, it's just uh, not for me. Yeah, no, but, like, when I, I think that bar. when I was a kid, it's you know, like strong emotions, like <laughs> for some reason. But you know what? You know this the Cadbury. No, yeah, Cadbury caramel. You know the one in the yellow packet. Yeah. When I when I was a kid, it was when I thought when I think of caramel, I would have gone for the caramello, that oozy kind of caramel. Mm-hmm. I would have much preferred that than oh, you mean as a caramel. choice? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, people seem to think it's floral or something like that. I, I, don't I know get what the, that vibe. Yeah, uh, it is. I don't quite know what it is. I suppose maybe yeah, that's what it is. It, but, it's unique. It's unique. Uh, okay, well, look, buddy, dairy milk. Mm. It was made. Mm-hmm. It made by George Cadbury, George Cadbury Junior. As well, <laughs> that is oh. grandson of John. And, <laughs> and I guess he, there was a George in the middle there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Obviously, has to be, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? So, 1905, it was 100. It's 116 years old now, which is kind of oh, uh, the bar is oh. the bar, the yeah. bar of the dairy milk. That's that's mad. That's crazy. The story goes, Paddy, that uh, mm. it was uh, it was invented. It was introduced in 1905. It was invented in 1904 after um okay. after George Cadbury Jr. was given the challenge. Ooh. 
to develop a milk chocolate bar with more milk than anything else on the market. Oh, that's that's you know challenge, challenge them to that. <laughs> Some I don't well someone who the creator of Bo- something Bourneville, not Mr. Motivator. You remember Mr. Motivator from this morning, <laughs> circa nineties, yeah. 1990s? It was him. Ah, oh, that's good. You got to be your best self, George Cadbury Jr. <laughs> he was talking to himself, wasn't he? Yes, he was There insane. was no Mr. Motivator. No, no, no. There was just a severe amount of arsenic in the factory and the bar. Also the bar at the time. It was absolutely out of his face. Cad- Cad- Cadbury arsenic. Second <laughs> most popular bar. I'm trying to drown out the arsenic with milk. That's it. That's the challenge. <laughs> the people dying with like multiples and they're like, That's so me. sweet. <laughs> sweet, sweet arsenic. It's, it's killing me, but it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's anyway, Patrick. Your favorite dairy milk, I think, Ooh. as in, yeah. I mean, I, I like the dairy milk is the plain dairy milk is the best. I mean, I that that would be my number one now of this list. If I really, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had, I mean, chocolate in general, I'd be more You're a chocolate, chocolate man than a, than a crisp or a fizzy drink guy. Remember the milk tray man? Oh, yes, I remember the wasn't that like interesting <laughs> growing up watching that. Uh, did he break into the house, or did he was he like kind of woo her? Like, I I, I always what was like, the crack with him. I don't know. Was it like I was it? I always thought it was like a James Bond thing. Was it? Yeah, it was supposed was to be a James Bond, smooth kind of middle aged man. But, but he was in the house. Was he in, was he in middle, the house? Do you ever see what he looks like? In my memory, you never seen what he looked like. It was always I'm, the woman. I'm, I'm and thinking then, like, the, sh- man. the silhouette of a guy arriving at a like windowsill. I always remember on like zipline. Is that F- a black jumper? Do you actually see his face? I'm seeing a, a distinguished Clooney-esque aged man. There must oh, there's probably serious. multiple uh, iterations of the military men is what you're trying to describe. Military men. It? It's like the X-Men. <laughs> it's like men with Ven. I think he's a bit outdated, <clears throat> certainly at this stage, you know, especially if he is a burglar. I mean, it could genuinely be someone dangerous. I don't know why she's welcoming him in the house. Just because he has chocolates, doesn't yeah, it? But chocolate was rare back then. You know, if, if someone broke into your house and he was giving you chocolate, you know. Well, famously, yeah. Famous, well, yeah. Because I think it's, um, so I think maybe, look, they should update anyway. So here's a here's some ideas for you for the oh. updated milk tray man well right i mean i presume i'm on this list but i'll, I'll, I'll I, I think you t- can t- play. take me off the list take me off the list for the sake of the listeners i think you can play any of them i think mm-hmm. you can play any of them smile all right so cabri's hero hunk i like it yeah yeah nice oh yeah okay well, this is where we're going. <laughs> yeah yeah um double decker dude Okay, I'm kind of kind of cool like our Fido Dido character. He's that we kind spoke of on a skateboard, yeah, yeah kind of Hunk. cool dude. Yeah, and then uh, Twirl Twa. <laughs> Twirl Twa. The alliteration. He's, he's a guy. He's basically you know he comes home to the pub. Um, <laughs> comes home to the pub. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> off his face. Uh, kind of grease and beer stains on himself, and <laughs> has a bag of chips rather than a box of milk tray. <laughs> And enough for his missus. <laughs> Not only for oh, him and his dog. Twat. <laughs> I love you, Twirl Twat. <laughs> no, there is no woman in it. It's just like he just comes out. Oh, just, just, just the memory of his ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> the clock, the clock just ticks. It's there. Twirl Twat. Twirl Twat. Have a twirl. <laughs> you twat. Are you eating a twirl yet? 
<laughs> They're really going uh, for that divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny because the twirl is not like that in any way. <laughs> no, it's quite it's quite fun bar. I like I like it though. Yeah, it's a fun bar. Yeah, no, um, that's good stuff, Jay. Yeah, Cabri's the way better than SI. Uh, and that's my final thoughts on it. That's what are uh, yeah, it's it's. it's you said it's your favorite. Should be number one. Should be number one. Okay, top, it's your top, top marks. Top marks. Bravo for Cadbury's. I think we all enjoy it. Okay, we're going into the number one spot. And Jonathan, I'm gonna do a little, some, little something different for the introductory piece. If you'll indulge me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. Very, I, very I good. shall. Very good. Okay. Picture this: you're eight years old. It's the mid-90s, and it's school tour day in the greater Dublin region. You've been waiting for this moment. Oh, your elder siblings have spoken about this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're at fever pitch. Mm-hmm. You've seen the branded pencil cases and pencil sharpeners in other classrooms, and you want a piece of that sweet, sweet merch. Absolutely. A big red branded bus pulls up directly opposite your school and whisks you off to an industrial estate near the Red Cow Roundabout. You're brought to a fairly uninteresting bottling plant, but it doesn't matter. You might as well be at Billy McWonkey's Guinness factory for all you <laughs> care. <laughs> Jonathan, where are you and what is the product behind this wondrous experience? The square tala. And <laughs> you were, you're, yes, of course, you're at the Coke factory, the Coca-Cola factory. Oh, yeah. So um, number one is Coca-Cola. I just want to add as well that the factory that to you might have been in the exotic was it Nace Road or something like that? <laughs> it, was, it was literally 200 yards from my school. So we didn't even get a red bus. That wasn't even part of the extravaganza. We just walked up the road. <laughs> uh, that's, a bit, that's a bit shit. <laughs> and that to me, Patrick, set the, te- the tone for that day. I must say. <laughs> underwhelming? Absolutely. Absolutely. The most underwhelming thing. Oh, I've well, you, you're de- I would argue you're in the minority. And I think what? there's a lot of people of a certain age and from a certain I don't know, part of this country or have a very fond, a special place burned in their memory from this Coca-Cola experience. And it's really, I don't know, it's, it's where this art ingrained kind of fascination and yeah, uh, love of Coke. The, the overwhelming memory I have of the Coca-Cola factory is like a smell of chemicals and like, oh yeah, like really horrible kind of, like ammonia kind of smell. You're ruining my bit. You're ruining my bit here. My bit oh. was, yes, it was a shit. It was a shit experience, but uh, it didn't matter that it was shit because it was the Coca-Cola factory. But I stand corrected. Anyway, so Coca-Cola, Jonathan. I feel bad. I don't want to, I don't want to destroy your childhood <laughs> dreams. No, 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 no. Memories of the Coca-Cola I, I, I factory. Just, it took me all of 10 minutes to write that introductory. But it was a waste. See, I, I th- I, I, may I just say as well, is that because I lived in that area, like, you have to understand is that you probably viewed those workers as happy, dancing, yeah. Oompa Loompa type figures. Whereas Absolutely. I would have seen them in a pub on a Saturday night having a row with a mop in the corner. <laughs> so... That took away the sheen for me, maybe. You know, that took away the sheen. The Charlie sheen was gone. <laughs> well, anyway, back to tradition, Jonathan. I'll just lash out some facts here and before Please. we get to our own interpretation of Coca-Cola. Okay, it was invented in 1886 in Atlanta by a pharmacist called John Stith Pemberton. John Pemberton, who in a in his earlier years was a decorated Confederate soldier. Um, you don't see that on the Coca-Cola website. <laughs> 
much like much like all the other carbonated drinks on this list, it was it was first intended as a as a remedy for for headaches. It was a medicinal medicinal drink, but much like his Confederate history, he was he was also a morphine addict. Um, so he actually sold the rights to the to to the, to the Coca Cola recipe because he was sick and dying <laughs> it's just pretty right. sad so to some guy called asa griggs chandler for what in today's money would only be 47 grand uh us dollars he sold the rights himself and his son were both morphine addicts and they died and asa griggs sold it on and coca company was born and it's now worth a gajillion dollars so coca-cola yeah. coca-cola look now, is there any surprise that it is where it is I mean, they must be one of the most heavily advertised, commercialized products ever in the history of the world. Jonathan, personal, what's your personal opinion? <sighs> there, there are a couple of things I'd like to. So, okay, look, I like Coke, right? I do like, I like it. I like Coca Cola. I would only ever really have it in certain situations, really. What um, situations? That, typically, the cinema or oh, with fast food. That's it. Usually, it's a fair one. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a weakness for glass bottles of Coke, though. Um, mm, okay, I, so I, like from a pub or something? From a pub, if you can rarely, if ever, find them in like a deals. Um, Top tip there, listeners. One thing I, I, I do have, I will take umbrage with. This is, this is a very partridge type conversation. <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. Nice in the hands. Good for the... Glass bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your nay. Jonathan, we'll get yeah, your nay. You know we'll get to that part. But before we do, the one thing I would take it umbrage mm. with, Patrick, is oh. people who, again, it's a bit like the Caramello, people get very radical about these things. People who insist that a can of Coke is good for a hangover. And to me, that is absolute nonsense. And I can't get on board with that. And I won't get on board with that. And I can't get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A hangover. Mm, no, I, I, I'm going to actually drop a little little controversy here. I, I'm not that mad on Coca-Cola these days. I, w- I find it very hard to drink a whole a whole can or even a whole glass bottle, as you, as you say. It's too, it's <laughs> going to sound like an old person. It's too sweet. It's actually, it's actually a bit too sweet. What about Diet Coke? And the I love Diet. Yeah, I know. I, I love Diet Coke. Oh, um, oh, sorry. Here's me thinking that you're, you know, <laughs> this fine person that has shown water, Coca Cola, yeah, and is now living a, a very puerile life based yes, on, yeah, I'm a monk, water I'm essentially and a monk. iced tea. But no, you're there sniveling away on Diet Coke in the back. What would you have, Coke Zero? I'm not really. No, I'd probably I'd reach for a Diet Coke. I never got in the habit of drinking it. It's, it's it is fine though. It's it's possible. So if you're in the cinema or something, then they only have. You know, Coke Zero or something, opposed to Diet Coke. That's fine. I was actually faced with that quandary not too far, uh, not too, yeah, a while ago. I asked for a Coke. Do you know what I that what happened basically? I went to the cinema. Obviously, it was the first time going in a long time. Queued up for a long time, kind of sweaty and shit like that. Um, and I was waiting on a friend to come. So I was on my own. I was like, surrounded by couples and shit. And I think, Pete, you know, if you're looking at you, you're thinking, guy's on his own going to cinema and I was like <laughs> really wish my friend got here so I didn't look like I was on my own going to the cinema but anyway got to the top of the queue got to the counter first thing the guy says to me the first thing he says sorry sir there's no coke here and I mean what I literally just said to you Paddy two, two, two occasions fast food yeah. and the cinema no coke he says to me I said what have you got he said to me you can have diet coke or fanta 
and without a heart, boom, I said Fanta. Give me Fanta. Yeah, I, I would not have you down as a Diet Coke man. No, no, it's it doesn't it's it isn't even a at that point. Obviously, shoulders slumped, right? Shoulders slumped. So, okay, give me a Fanta then. Other thing I look forward to going to the cinema because again, I rarely ever get these. Nachos with cheese. Yeah, you fucking. I, I know. I've been to the cinema with you. <laughs> you have, and I said, "Okay, Fanta." I says, um, "And give us a nachos before could even spill the next word out. Double no cheese, cheese or no cheese, or and I, I, I almost knew instinctively at that moment I wasn't going to enjoy the film. <laughs> I could have went in there. I could have seen a blend Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane with you know. Gone with the wind. <laughs> yeah. Ratatouille, Predator <laughs> 1, and still would have been like, no, it's just, just not going to cut the mustard, unfortunately. Well, that is a bit of a bummer. I don't, I couldn't drink a full Coke, a full cinema sized helping of regular Coke. I never drink those full. And I always get sick as a dog. I never drink them, you know. Mm. It's weird. I think like novelty of holding something that I can barely hold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, I said novelty. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 I want to feel emasculated while I'm going to cinema. <laughs> Coca Cola. I will never compare with this. Coca Cola. It's Coca Cola. <laughs> We're talking about Coca Cola. Here's a little thing. Do you remember back when you could? Collect the labels from bottles of Coke and send them off and get something in return. A watch, a watch being one. Of, I have the G Shock. The G Shock. Yeah, um, I remember that was the best promotion I ever remember. That was yes, it's it's fabulous marketing. It got you to. I don't know. I think there was two, if not three, versions of the watch. Just say one like was silver like silver or gold one yeah. or something like that, wasn't it? One yeah. was like you had to send in twenty five or something. Mm. One was you had to send in fifty. That's a kid going off and getting. Drinking more coke than you would have drank. That's it's genius, and I'm obviously not allowed in modern modern times. Mm. <laughs> a, ca- a camera was another one that I could remember. That there the two I could remember. hugely watches. supported by the insulin industry as well. I would say <laughs> we'll supply the watches. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Casio, got another one. <laughs> got a fresh one. Casio, I need to drop up the Pemberton's place. <laughs> Give me a sack full of those G shocks. <laughs> Where's George Cadbury? Well, I'm going to the milk insulin. Put down <laughs> the milk, George. <laughs> Got something you want to see. Listen, Pemberton, I know me and you haven't seen eye to eye. <laughs> Not that I get this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be falling the same side. <laughs> well, listen, I'm part of these new kits. They're called the Nazis. And uh, <laughs> we want to give kids watches. <laughs> So they can tell the town. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all friends. John Pemberton, George Cadbury, uh, Adolf Hitler, Tim Insulin, Tim Tim Insulin. Okay, right. So so Coca Cola does it? Should it be number one? JB, should it be number one? Should it be the number one thing that you buy in a the supermarket? They put a lot of work into getting to number one. In fairness to them. With their factory tours and their free watches. Oh yeah, they. they so yeah. in one sense, you know, they wanted it more. <laughs> they wanted it more. So we'll give it to them. I do think it's it's something that so it's always going to be around. You feel it's an intergenerational product. Yeah, I definitely. It's like like dairy milk, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things you're going to consume from the, being a wee wee little. Un- Cradle to the grave. Yeah. Until yeah, you're so. taking your last number two. 
yeah, I think it's fair enough, Paddy. I think I'll, I think right. I'll agree with it. Yeah. Right. That's a lovely way to round it off. Before we do go, as is tradition here on Ireland's Favourite Podcast, we like to close out with our now famous outro song. This week we're being helped out by our friend Dermot, who works in the movie biz, and he's currently working on the big Hollywood remake of Only Fools and Horses, starring Al Pacino and Jack Nicholson. He sent us in a little tape, so let's see what's on it. Action! Rodney! What are you doing tonight? Uh, me, Trig, and uh, Boise are gonna head down the nag's head for a couple of pints of bitter. I can't go with you tonight, Del. I'm supposed to be going to see Cassandra for tea later. But Mickey Beers wants me to go clubbing. Oh, wow. You two guys are plunkers. Well, what about Raquel then? Don't worry about Raquel. It's gonna be Kushti. I'm gonna pick up a Ruby Murray on the way back, and it'll all be lovely jubbly. And cut. <clears throat> um, so, sorry, sorry to uh, I- interrupt you guys. Um, this, my name is uh, Dermot, and I'm actually working on the sound uh, for the movie. Um, Jack, huge fan, all huge, huge fan. Um, but I got a, I got a couple of friends who are are, are making a pod back in in Ireland, um, Paddy and, and Jono, and uh, they're it, it's called Ireland's favorite podcast. And uh, basically, they they have this like feature every week where they do like an outro. And I'm just wondering if uh, you guys would uh, consider doing it for them uh, this week. Ireland's favorite podcast. Well, I ain't ever heard of it. Give me that script, kid. <laughs> Take a look at this, Al. What a pile of horse shit. Wow. Dermot. Dermot's your name, yeah? What do you say? You're the sound guy? Huh. Well, then sound is what you're hired for. It is to help us, Dermot. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. Not to fuck us up. To help those who are going out there to try and earn a living. You fairy. You company man. You stupid fucking cunt, Dermot. I mean, look at this shit, Jack. We had some laughs. We shot the shit. (laughs) But now we've come to the final bit. Thanks for joining us today. In a very special way. We hope you had some fun with us. Beside a weirdo on the bus. So we leave and part at last. See you again. On Ireland's favorite podcast. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I like you, Dermot. I like you. It's actually pretty good. (laughs) 